The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Dave Schultz, who I met broadcasting minor league baseball games back in the mid-2000s. He spent 13 seasons as a minor league baseball announcer. He now hosts mornings on 103.7 The Game in Lafayette, Louisiana. So Dave, all those years calling minor league baseball games, is there a story that really encapsulates that entire experience? Well, certainly at least one. So in my third year in minor league ball, I was in the independent league, Texas, Louisiana league. So my first two years were in Wichita and there's no tarp in Wichita. It was only a a turf field and a grass outfield. So they didn't cover the outfield, but they covered the base pits uh, in Wichita and in high desert in Atlanta, it does not rain between April and August. So if it does, there's no game. They didn't invest in the tarp. What I'm trying to tell you, Noah, is that I did not know how to put a tarp on or more importantly, how to take a tarp off. So, of course, in Corpus Christi, it rained twice all season long, the first game and the last game. So we get the rain, we get the tarp on uh, early in the morning in the, uh, of opening night of the first game. And I had no idea how to take it off. Didn't know how to flip it. Didn't know how to fold it up. Didn't know how to get it back on the roller with any sense of order. And so we didn't really worry about it because eventually we got it off and it didn't rain all year long. It just would not rain at the stadium uh, in Corpus Christi during the season, except for the last game, which turned out to be game four of the Texas Louisiana league championship series. So uh, what happens? We got to put the tarp on and this is, you know, after five o'clock, close to six o'clock, the pregame show is starting at six forty-five. So we, we try to put the tarp on, but we can't do it. And by the time we get it unfolded, it's too wet. We can't move it. So now the field is stopped. We have a full house. The Corpus Christi Barracudas are up three games to none in the championship series. We are playing that night. i got to go upstairs and do the pregame show. So I get up there at 645, do the pregame show. Someone eventually bought me a new shirt and sweatshirt because it's pretty cold, and I was all sopping wet. And so they tried to figure out how to, you know, get the field ready. They ran out of turfus. Uh, the stuff that Major League Baseball uses to soak up the water. They went to go get kitty litter. They tried that, and that didn't work. So what's the last option? Well, let's light the mound. So they got some lighter fluid and absolutely put the mound on fire. Uh, now, the guy who was breaking the mound is now on Fox News, Adam Housen, uh, Fox News reporter, and uh, actually married a Hollywood starlet, uh, Tamara Maury, uh, uh, one of the two twins from Sister Sister, and I think she just, he may have just won a, an Emmy for best daytime talk show as well. So he's actually on he's actually on the mound, raking the mound while the mound is on fire. I guess he was off to the side. But they lit the um, they lit the mound on fire. Meanwhile, I would tell you, I, I talked to my producer. I'm like, what do you want to do here? They're not playing this game anytime soon. It's six forty five. We we're done at seven oh five. And so at seven o'clock, he's like, why don't we take some phone calls? We had all kinds of callers, including, and this was my first year actually doing. Uh, broadcasting so not nearly as experienced as i should have been we had somebody at the ballpark who was listening to doing this stall tactic he goes down to the concession stand calls into the radio station tells me the catcher who i've been watching all season long herman johnson threw a no hitter in high school baseball which is not that big a deal except the opposing pitcher was andre Ware. huh i mean this was all typical minor league baseball what's that the quarterback andre Ware. 
the, the, the quarterback, the Heisman Trophy winner, Andre yeah. Ware. Yeah. So in high school, the catcher, that's a, that would have been, been information I could have used yesterday. So um, that was a fascinating experience in the last game of the season. You know, we didn't use the tarp all year long. And, of course, we needed it for the last game of the year. So they won. They did win. We did win. They won it at, uh, at 1230 in the morning, something okay. along those lines. Yeah. Were there, is there any video of this? No. No, this was, I mean, this is 1994. Okay. So were the, way were the, before smartphones. Sure, sure. Were the fans and players laughing at you on the field while the um, mound is on fire? They were probably laughing. Someone was laughing. I'm sure I was laughing. I'm sure I was laughing. No doubt about it. Uh, but the fans all stuck around. Not too many people left. We had a full house. I don't know if we had a full house at 1230, but we certainly had a full house when uh, um, when the ball game got underway. And then as you moved on in your minor league career, when your responsibilities did not include pulling tarp, did you think, right. wow, right. I've made it? Well, yeah. So there's another story, and I'm sure you've had this being on the radio for as long as we have. It's a game of telephone, right? So someone, you say something, someone sort of hears what you said and then tells somebody what you said, and it was the total opposite of what you said. So it's a game of telephone. Mm -hmm. So in uh, Peoria, uh, had a really good pitching staff in 1996. In fact, they were more fun to watch pitch than – uh, then the team hit the team hit like a total of 40 home runs all season long, but the pitching staff, this is class a, you know, who knows how many guys are going to make it from class a, but they had three of the four top young guys, Britt Reams, Cliff Polite. Hmm. And as it turns out, Jose Jimenez actually had the best major league career with a, what one hitter and no hitter and 40 saves in one season. So they were a lot of fun to watch in, in 1996. And we had Britt Reams was the pitcher of the year. And he'd had a little bit more than a cup of coffee in the bigs. Well, the next year I get his brother and Jay, uh, Jay is a little bit bigger and thicker than, than Britt, who's, you know, around six foot, you know, maybe 180 pounds at the time. Jay is a good 6'2", 205. He's, he's thicker and bigger than I am. And so he comes in relief one night, and again, through no fault of his own, uh, gets in and out of trouble, does give up a run. I mean, he had, uh, you know, a bleeder, a broken back, blooper, an error, and he gave up like a run on a sacrifice fly, and that was it. So... I wrap up the inning by saying, you know, Jay Reams, through almost no fault of his own, gives up one run and, you know, really does a, a good job of getting out of trouble. And I said, I couldn't have done a better job myself. Well, you can see how that's going to get turned around. We have a commuter the next day and we're going to Quad City. And I'm coming down to get the lineup card and you know, we take an hour and a half, two hour ride there to commute and nothing happened on the bus or anything along those lines that would have told me that anything was an issue. So I go set up my equipment, I come down and get the lineup card and do the pregame show interview with whomever. And it's really a cramped at the old ballpark. I think they have a new one now, but the old ballpark there right on the Mississippi river where the river band is played at the time. Um, it's a really cramped locker room with all the players. And then right, you know, a little further down towards the dugout is the coaching staff and the trainer. So Jay Reams, his brother he calls me in. He's like, Schultz, are you going to join us down at the, uh, in, in the bullpen? And I go, I don't, I don't think so, Jay. You got room for me or something? He's like, I do. You think you can do a better job than I can. <laughs> and I, I don't think that's what I said, Jay. But, you know, uh, he got so hot and so mad. And he's in my face. And again, I'm six foot, you know, 200 pounds at the time. And he's just a little bit bigger and a little bit thicker. 
And there's 23 other guys in the clubhouse, and no one is separating us until the pitching coach comes around, and a couple of Jeez. guys got in the middle of us. But, I mean, I'm just standing there, and he's he is beat red. I swear he's going to take a swing at me. Thank goodness he did not, because <laughs> I would have gone down fast. Had you guys figure it out? You know what? As it turned out, I did not have a recording. I don't know why I couldn't find it. I missed it. There was not digital recording yet at that point in time. I lost it in the audio tape that I could prove to him that that's not what I said, but I, I couldn't find it. As it turns out, we became friends. We saw each other years later uh, in the Atlantic League, and uh, you know everything was cool after that. But that is, that's as close as I ever came to getting into a fight with a ball player. Do you, do you miss the minors? Um, I do to a point. It is, it is a grind. Uh, it is, I think it's a lot different today. And it started changing when I, when I got into it. You know, places like uh, Kane County and, you know, Frisco. And, you know, we're just coming into it. Frisco was a little bit later. You know, Sacramento got a team. Um, you know, I was in Jacksonville for a couple of years. These are major cities. These are, you know, major league cities, whether it is, the NFL or you're out in the Chicago suburbs or, you know, Chicago's, uh, you know, got a basketball team there. It is a basketball team, right? Are they still there? Mm-hmm. Are the Kings still, are they considered yeah, in the NBA? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barely. Uh, you know, and then in the Cal league, you know, you got all those teams outside of LA um, that have minor league baseball. So I do miss it to the point of doing baseball all the time, which I really love. And, you know, the friendships that you make and you never know who you're going to run into. And it's just a, it was a lot of fun while doing it. Jokes, good talking to you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, Noah. Thank you so much for having me. How about this for a minor league baseball story? About 10 days after graduation in 2004, I moved to Reading, Pennsylvania to be a radio broadcaster for the Reading Phillies, the Phillies AA affiliate. And a week later was our first road trip in Altoona, Pennsylvania to play the Pittsburgh Pirates Eastern League affiliate, the Altoona Curve. The local hotspot in Altoona was also the team hotel, and that happened to be the Ramada Inn. So I'm hanging out with the players, not saying a word, just trying to blend in, make some friends. Most of those guys were about my age or just a little bit older. And as I'm sitting there, an older woman, and not just older because I'm just coming from college, but she was in her mid-40s, comes over to me, picks me out of the crowd of the baseball players to drag me onto the dance floor. I politely decline, but the players push me out there. I'm horrified. I dance, come back, sit down, don't say a word. Fast forward, next day I go into the clubhouse at Blair County Ballpark in Altoona, and as soon as I walk in to get the lineup card, I hear, hey radio, you go back with that old chick last night? And I'm not using the exact words that Ryan Howard, the future big league star, said to me. It's a little bit more graphic than that. And then I hear, Noah, in here now. And that was the manager's voice, Greg Legg. And Legger sat me down with the hitting coach, John Mars, who's a former big leaguer, Rod Nichols, a pitching coach, another former big leaguer. And they taught me what to look for on the road from women in minor league baseball. And I just took it all in. I really couldn't believe what I was hearing. I guess I was pretty naive. But I took it all in, never got myself into any trouble. I know there are members of the sports media who listen to this podcast, so if you have stories like that from the early days or at any point during your career, let me know on Twitter, at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. Also, follow Dave on Twitter, at Dave1037thegame. If you like that story, show me in ratings and reviews. Go on iTunes, click 5-star rating, leave a quick review. 
and move on with your day. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.